Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's turn our attention now to NRL, to the Rugby League. There's been big stories across it. Elliot, thank you for joining us here this evening. It's great to have you on live on the Overnight Crowd. Yeah, thank you for having me back, Jen. Oh, Any time. Now, <laughs> there is so much going on. Here's you and me thinking, you know what we'll do? We'll do a State of Origin preview. And then two coaches get moved on today. <laughs> Um, yeah, the merry-go-round is is spinning. It, it, it definitely is in the NRL world. I mean, three coaches in in the space of a week is unusual. But given what's happening at all three clubs, I don't think it was unexpected. Yeah, look, it, it's yeah, as you said, there's three because we've had the Bulldogs uh, first off, then we've got the Warriors, and then we've got uh, West Tigers all of which performance-wise has not been where their fans would want it for this year, Elliot. Uh, I guess the main thing is, let's focus on the two from today. Let's start with the Warriors, with Nathan Brown. It seems like circumstances changed for him, and that was the discussion he had with the club was, look, my circumstances have changed. I I can't commit to moving, and nor do I feel I want to be a head coach anymore. Yeah, the story with Nathan Brown is is very weird and there's a lot of different sides to it, obviously. Um, But with Nathan Brown, obviously, earlier in the week, he came out and said, I do not want to go over to New Zealand and coach. And then within a matter of 24 to 48 hours, the the club had said that they have terminated his contract effective immediately. And the weird thing about it is, from Nathan Brown's perspective, he doesn't have the best coaching record, no. Um, and the Warriors aren't doing too well at all. But to take on a job of the New Zealand Warriors, knowing that they are a New Zealand team, and then when it comes down to going to New Zealand, saying, no, I don't want to go to New Zealand, that's all very odd to me. Why would you take a job where you have no interest in going to the job's location? A very odd um, situation there, but obviously it's best that they parted ways and uh, Stacey Jones will take over there. He's a club legend and I'm sure he'll handle that club excellently until they can find a replacement long-term. Yeah, Jones, a, a player known for his hard stances, I suppose, resilience and, um, you know, tough spine. So I think um, he'll try and bring that into it. Now, Nathan Brown, one of the things he did say as well was that he is going to move into another field within rugby league. Have you heard anything more about what his next steps might be? Uh, you know, the rumour mill circles <laughs> after a coach kind of steps down. You never quite know where he's headed. I've heard uh, a few unconfirmed things, but um, it'll be interesting to see where he does end up if he ends up in a more uh, pathways role or he does end up in a more corporate role. Um, but obviously he's, he's not up to it. Uh, coaching uh, an NRL first grade team. It's just not what he's up to. And he said that publicly. And I think, uh, I guess the record proves that as well. So we'll wait and see as Stacey Jones will have the chance to uh, obviously take over as interim coach, whether that becomes um, something more official and long-term. We'll wait and see. Now, the other team, your team, the West Tigers, they have ended the tenure of Michael Maguire after three and a half years. Brett Kamali has been um, announced as going to be the caretaker coach for the remainder of the season. He's absolute champion, New South Wales and Australian player, of course. What did you make of 
this. Uh, it's something that the pressure had been on continually this season, hadn't it? It's been on for the last 18 months since the board had this uh, all-overhaul review since Tim Sheens kind of took the reins as general manager there. I think the pressure was always on Maguire. Um, if the Tigers don't perform that, he will be shown the door. But it's unfortunately, it's just time for Maguire at the West Tigers. It's not a personal thing. I think Tim Sheens made that very clear in a press conference today that it's not a personal thing against Maguire. It's not even a thing against his coaching. He's just, his methods are unable to uh, turn this club around into the form that they want and the form that the fans desire. And that's why they've parted ways. And um, Brett Kamali has been coaching the Harvey Norman women's side extremely well, and um, he'll take over. And hopefully there's a long-term uh, coach that they have in mind. I don't know who it is. There's a lot of names now being thrown around because there's three clubs that are looking. And uh, I'm sure that Madge um, will be mentioned in, in both of the other two clubs' lists of coaches to get. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up actually at the Warriors. That's my hot tip. He's already the New Zealand national coach. So uh, that he ends up at the Warriors, I, I think he could do a job there. Yeah, that's got a bit of synergy to it, I suppose, if he's already the New Zealand head coach at the moment. We know that those uh, international roles don't require full-time. They can be juggled with, with being in club land. So that maybe is a chance. So the contenders, there's three open positions. You know, the checkseek.com.au because there's jobs out there if you want them mm-hmm. as, as a head coach. Exactly. And um, big contenders? You know, in two weeks, well, there's a lot of contenders, but in two weeks, the Warriors take on the West Tigers at home in New Zealand in their return match. So, I mean, that's a huge game for so many reasons, but now it's even got more to it. There's, there's lots of names being thrown around. I guess that one huge name is Shane Flanagan, whether he re-enters the NRL um, uh, after his ban now has uh, lapsed. Uh, I, I would consider that he would be one of the top options. Um, Steve McNamara, who's in, in the UK, could be an option. I mean, everybody chucks around Freddie Fittler's name, but um, I think he's made it clear that he's really not up to coaching a first-grade side uh, just yet, and that's not what his intentions or goals are. But, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We will definitely have to wait and see. I mean, Trent Barrett could find himself back and around in a head coaching role, although in previous discussions, maybe feel <laughs> assistant for him. Maybe Paul Green, another name I've seen. John Morris, there's plenty. Paul McGregor, Billy Slater coming off the back of, let's wait and see how he goes in state of origin as well. So Clubland, there is yeah. plenty, plenty, plenty happening. Probably not all a great look for rugby league when you think you've got three coaches gone in a matter of oh, less than 10 days or something like that. It's been pretty remarkable. State of origin, Elliot. We're speaking with Elliot Vesley from the edge of the crowd. If you'd like to throw up a question, you can do so live on the open line, one 736 736 or the text line 433 And, of course, all night I'll be taking your winner and margin tips in AFL for the Collingwood versus Melbourne Big Freeze game. So far we've only got six for Collingwood, which was Marcus, and Michael went 18 to Melbourne. So start firing them into the text line as well, peeps, and we'll I'll keep writing them down. Elliot, state of origin, one of my favourite days in the sporting calendar. I'm a big New South Wales supporter. 
How are we going to go New South Wales-wise against Queensland Wednesday evening? Less than 24 hours to kick off this year. There's no better feeling. Uh, the State of Origin is the it's the premier game in, in Australia. I mean, it's right up there with the AFL Grand Final. I know you have a lot of AFL listeners that may mm-hmm. be a bit hurt by me saying that, but State of Origin is is the clash of caches. Like it just is, and and this year it's 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 kind of gone to a place where now it's 50-50. I really believe it. I'm a hardcore New South Wales supporter, but some decisions made by the New South Wales team, some incredibly unforeseen injuries, um, have left the New South Welshman in, in a bit of dire straits. I can say that, uh, you know, no Latrell, no Tom Trebojevic. Those are two huge outs in their team. And um, it's left some holes. They have been, you know, filled by some pretty good players and, you know, Katoni Staggs, Jack Whiten uh, will come in. Stefan Crichton will also come into that side. Uh, Ryan Madison as well, debutante. So we'll have to wait and see because this Queensland squad, it looks bloody good to me. It's going to be a tough one. Who are the players that you think could have the biggest impact? Someone like a Ben Hunt for Queensland. Um, he's in phenomenal form, probably the best form he's been in going into a State of Origin series, often much maligned. He could have a big role for Queensland, a Tedesco for New South Wales. And, of course, all of the Penrith connections for New South Wales is probably where we're really relying on that coming good. Yeah, mm-hmm. a couple of impact players in your mind that you think could shake up this game one. For New South Wales, uh, it's obviously a Nathan Cleary's and James Tedesco's uh, that will really break open this game. Looking for huge leadership from Nathan Cleary. Uh, his kicking game will have to be perfect, um, which it usually is. And, and that forward line, it just needs to fire Isaiah Yo, Tarek Sims, Cameron Murray, Junior Paulo. They all need to play a huge role, as does Payne Haas. They need to stop the onslaught of these quick fast, younger Queensland forwards and then let the backs roll on because they have the speed, they have the talent. Daniel Tupo's a tall target. Uh, Katoni Staggs is a great finisher, as is Brian Toto, and Tedesco is right there. So it, it makes for a really good backline if those forwards can really uh, grind out the game through the middle. It should be open to the backs. Um, for Queensland... It's, it's, it's a Cameron Munster, Daily Cherry Evans. It's so critical that they link, and they have done before. But it's also that Ben Hunt, you mentioned, Ben Hunt will come in at nine. He doesn't play nine uh, all the time, but he is at nine for the Maroons, and he has done a job there before. And Harry Grant comes off the bench. I would assume that as soon as those forwards get tired for New South Wales, Billy Slater will bring on Harry Grant immediately with some speed around the ruck. Uh, and then New South Wales have to worry because they have Xavier Coates and Selwyn Cobo on either edge. And Selwyn Cobo is 19 years old and he's an absolute freak. And Xavier Coates is also a speedster and a young, uh, throbbing NRL player at the moment. So it's, it's tough. It actually is tough to pick between these two teams. I think it'll go either way. You've got, when you mentioned, like, the, the halfback connections in Luai and, and Cleary for New South Wales. Munster, obviously, from the Storm, and, and Cherry Evans, who's been there, done that many, many times, the captain 
of Queensland. They line up pretty well. Uh, however, Munster and Cherry Evans, they play together in State of Origin, but not weekly. So maybe that's where um, the benefit might come through. Where do you think this game is won and lost? Is it all about the forwards winning the the, the possession, winning the, um, the distance and, and the game field position? Or is it really going to be out to the outside backs just working their magic and, you know, some fantastic dives into the, the corner post styles tries? Has it got to be set up by the forwards from both sides, though? This game has to be won through the forward game one, especially... Uh, New South Wales defence and Queensland defence has to be on show, but they they just have to have that fitness, that game fitness. I'm sure Freddie Fittler has been, you know, uh, riding them the whole week on because uh, Ruben Cotter will make his debut at lock for Queensland, and he's a younger, more slender lock than we usually see, and he's fast, he's quick, he's fit, and, and, and that's going to tire these big New South Welshman out. So it is one in the middle of the field there. Josh Papali and Kurt Capewell, Felice Cafusi as well. These are really fit forwards. So if New South Wales can handle them and they can keep them under wraps, all they have to do is grind out the first half. It may not be a very hard uh, call first half in terms of scoring, but in the second half, allow for their forwards to be tired, to be... Um, silly and make mistakes and then just let Nathan Carey capitalise and, and do what he does best and just get it out to those backs and they'll score. Okay. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Elliot, to finish off our chat. Who's the first try scorer? It's a great question. <laughs> um, and, and you know what? I hadn't actually thought of it, but I'm going to go with a bit of value here, here if you are if you are having a punt, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Cameron Murray, second row for New South Wales. All right, Murray it is. And player of the match. Player of the match, Nathan Cleary. Okay. Uh, I, 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 if New South Wales win it's Nathan yeah. Cleary. So and winner and margin, you're gonna say New South Wales by how much? Uh, New South Wales by eight. Brilliant. Elliot, thank you so much for chatting with us here on the Overnight Crowd. Great to speak to you and enjoy watching the game tomorrow. I can't wait. You too. We'll speak after. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.